everyone. Welcome to Brazil Trade Talk, our podcast for the latest updates and forecasts on commodities markets in Brazil. I am Ana Andrade. I am part of the commodities team at Refinitiv, the daily analytics business of London Stock Exchange Group. I am here with my colleague, Daniel Pereira. Uh, thank you, Anna. Uh, I'm Daniel Pereira, Agricultural Commodities Analyst with LSEG based in Brazil. If you are an investor, trader, or just curious about the factors that shape this vital industry, you have come to the right place. Brazil, a major global food supplier, has significant influence on the global commodities markets. From agriculture to energy, from mining to metals, Brazil is an essential player in the global supply and demand dynamics. In a scenario of constant changes, keeping up with the latest trends, insights, and forecasts is fundamental to take the most suitable decisions. The data division of the London Stock Exchange Group has a global real-time coverage of commodities and on-site experts to support you in your strategic decisions. Whatever you are an investor, a trader looking for competitive advantages or a customer interested in understanding the factors that drive the commodities markets in Brazil, join us on that journey. In today's episode, you, we invited Luis Gutierrez from Safras and Mercado, part of CMA Group, to talk about Brazil's soybean season and CTDI index referring to local prices. Luis, thank you for accepting the invite, and I would like to start by asking about... Okay. Uh, thank you for joining us today, Luis. Um, so just to start, uh, what do you see as the outlook for the 2023-24 soybean crop in Brazil? Um, should we see an impact of the El Nino? Hey guys, hi Ana, hi Daniel. Thanks for uh, the invite once again. It's a pleasure to be here. I think it's very important that we talk about the soybean market in this crazy market that we are seeing in recent years. Uh, so let's talk about this and our Safra CTDI soybean index. Well, Daniel, uh, it's still a little early for any definition uh, regarding the production of the new Brazilian soybean crop as we will only start planting in September. But uh, what we can already say is that the initial expectation is for a crop without major problems, which should lead to a new record production above 160 million tons in Brazil for the first time. This is because historically, uh, El Nino years are not usually years uh, where we have large produ production losses in Brazil, unlike La Nina years. Uh, the biggest production losses we have uh, ever had in, in soybean production in Brazil were in La Nina years, not El Nino years. As in 2021, in the last harvest, the La Nina phenomenon brought big production losses to Brazil due to several drought and uh, high temperatures in the south region, where two of the three largest produce, producing states in the country are located, Rio Grande do Sul and Paraná. And the characteristic of La Nina is, is exactly this, dry in the south region, while the north and northeast regions record uh, above rain, uh, rainfall average. Uh, in El Nino years, however, it's opposite, above average rainfall in the south and dry weather in the north and northeast. 
This does, does not mean that the north and northeast regions are not important for Brazilian production. Of course, they are. Indeed, it's in these regions where we have the highest annual increases in area uh, in percentage terms, with the opening of new areas in the, in the new Brazilian agriculture frontier. But as the soybean area in these regions uh, is still much smaller than the area in south region, when we have production problems in these regions, Brazilian production is not that uh, so impacted, uh, with greater compensation of the part of the large producing states in south, mid-east and southeast. Therefore, we understand the, that there is a great chance that this new Brazilian crop will again be a record mainly do the probable recovery of production in the South region. Thank you, Luis, for your perspective regarding the impact of El Nino in our South America soybean crop. Now, I would like to ask the second question about how will the El Nino impact the South Cone of South America, in which there is the third largest Brazilian producer. We know the state of Rio Grande do Sul, which suffers from the dry season in the last three crops will reverberate on the total production in Brazil. Well, as I said, unlike La Nina, El Nino tends to be favorable for soybean production in Brazil, in southern Brazil. Even some weather forecast maps are already pointing to above average rainfall from September in the region. But of course, we have to be careful because uh, a very humid climate can also be bad for the evolution of planting which can result in smaller areas than expected. In any case, the tendency is for a recovery of production in the state of Rio Grande do Sul, mainly due to the, the recovery of soil moisture. The state of Rio Grande do Sul suffered a lot in the last two harvests. Uh, it's true that we were three years of La Nina, but in the 2020-21 harvest, uh, even with La Nina, the arrival of rains from January saved the state's, the, the state's production. Uh, in the following harvests, 2021-22, as I mentioned, La Nina brought big, big production losses to the state. More than 50% of the production was lost, a historic drop. Uh, in the next harvest, this year's harvest now, 2022-2023, uh, the La Nina brought problems again. Once again, there are production losses in crops uh, in Rio Grande do Sul, but they were not as extensive as those of 2021-22 crop. Now, with the end of La Nina and the arrival of El Nino, we should have some uh, a more favorable climate for crops in Rio Grande do Sul, which should help Brazil to harvest a new record crop. Thank you, Luis. So. Uh, can you comment a little bit about the SAFRA's CTDI soybean index? So what's the idea behind, so what's the calculation that you guys run at SAFRA's uh, to compose to get the CTDI daily index? Sure. Uh, let, me, let me bring a, a quick overview of Brazilian soy markets and the CTDI soybean index that we have created. Well, maybe you know that Brazil is the largest producer uh, and exporter of soybeans in the world. Here are some data. Brazil is responsible for 42% of world soybean production. Second place is USA with 31%. In addition, Brazil is, is responsible for 55% of world soybean exports. Second place, US with 33%. Brazil is also the biggest supplier of soybeans to China with US in second place. 
Well, just that shows how important Brazilian market is for the entire world uh, soy market. And naturally, what happens in Brazil affects soy prices on the world market, mainly with regard to production and supply to the world market. Uh, the main benchmarks uh, for international soybean prices are the future contracts trade, uh, traded on CBOT in Chicago. Uh, the, the prices of these contracts uh, serve as a basis for the formation of domestic and export market prices in main producing countries uh, in the world, such as Brazil. As it is a major uh, exporter of soybeans, prices in Brazil are formed from the outside in, we said. That is, using CBOT, export basis and exchange rate, we'll have the export prices in Brazilian ports. From there, in order to have prices in the various uh, producing cities in the country, we remove the value of logistics to the location. This dynamic works very well in a market balanced between supply and demand. But when you have problems related to supply, we can see important distortions uh, between port prices and price, prices in countryside. And that's why we understand that it's fundamental for Brazil to have an index that represents the value of soy at the origin, in the countryside, where the soy is harvested, in the origination sites. And not just an index that swap exports, uh, that represents only the soy prices in ports. That is very interesting, Luis. So if we think about the 2021 season, back when we had some concerns about the end of the season stocks for soybeans, um, what was the behavior of the index? What did we see then? Uh, good example, Daniel. In 2021, we had some production problems in Brazil. Uh, that led us to have very low stocks in the last months of the year. This caused the Brazilian prices practice in the countryside to exceed the reference prices in the ports. At that moment, in November 2021, if a Chinese trading company, for example, uh, needed to buy uh, soybeans in Brazil, it would not pay the reference price at the port, but the price practiced in the countryside. Our CTDI index uh, is calculated on the prices collected daily on 37 of the main training cities uh, in the Brazilian market, covering all regions uh, of the country, from north to south, from east to west. Uh, this brings us a very real reference uh, on the situation of the Brazilian soybean market, uh, which serves as a strong reference for players to understand price movements in Brazil and position themselves, especially for hedging. So we have created uh, the Safra's TDI soybean index to be an important hedging tool for those players. That was very enlightening. Thank you, Luis. If we think about the upcoming season, 23-24 in South America, if we see a bumper crop in Argentina and maybe Brazil, what should we expect in terms of the behavior of the CTDI index towards mid-season and late season? Good question, Daniel. Uh, if we confirm record productions in Brazil and Argentina, the tendency is to have lower prices in the Brazilian market from February, when the harvest gains trends uh, around the country. This is because not only uh, will the entry of the crop wait, but also the futures contracts in CBOT Chicago will reflect the large production in South America and should operate at lower levels also. Uh, our CTDI, Safra Soybean Index, 
reflects very well the dynamics of the price in Brazil, uh, capturing this factor. So we, we, we may have lower prices from February towards. Thank you. So thank you, Luiz Gutierrez. Thank you, Daniel Pereira, for joining us in, in the questions regarding the, city, the Safra CTDI index. And with that, we conclude our podcast, Brazil Trade Talk. I would like to thank you one more for the presence, Luiz Gutierrez, the specialist, the soybean specialist at Safras e Mercado, a part of CMA Group. And with that, we conclude our podcast, Brazil Trade Talk. I would like to thank you one more for your presence, Luiz Gutierrez, the soybean specialist at Safras e Mercado, a part of CMA Group, and explain us how the Safra CTGI index works. Luis, feel free to share your contacts with us. Thanks again, Anna, Daniel, have been a pleasure. And you may contact us at safras.com.br. Thank you again. Perfect, Luis, thank you. And I'm here with, as I said in the start of our podcast, I'm here with my colleague, Daniel Pereira. I would like to also thank you for joining us in this project. Thank you, Anna. It was my pleasure. Remind everyone that our episodes are available on Spotify and Amazon Music and on our website, Refinitive.com, where you can suggest terms and guests. Thank you so much for listening and see you on the next episode of Brazil Trade Talk.